I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rex. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, D-Lo. We your number one spot. We your number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two. We in first, huh? And when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? D-Lo. KC. D-Lo. KC. D-Lo. KC. D-Lo. We your number one spies. What's good, baby? Come on, man. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. One, one more time. It's Friday. Let's go. One more time for the in-season tournament kickoff tonight. Yes, indeed. Welcome in. Scott didn't look at me for like a whole minute. Who? <laughs> you. Oh. Trying to get your attention. Get this guy. Oh. TV. <laughs> all right. Didn't look at me for a whole minute. It's all good, though. It's all good. I don't know if you noticed. I got a lot that goes on over here when we do that tire change. <laughs> uh, I'm Damian Marlin. Jeep, 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 The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. And I've acknowledged Kenny and have changed the logos behind us. Thank you. <laughs> I want you to tilt your computer a little bit more and get that, 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 that window out to what it was. We got to figure out how to get the light right on that screen behind Yeah, us. I don't know what's going I on. I think it might be the I mean, it might be your halo, the one that shines down on you. Well, we can't get rid of that. No, we can't. We got to let everyone know that. I, I have a, a halo over me at all times. Okay. I believe that. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Appreciate y'all being with us, man. We got Kings basketball tonight. We got Kyle Matson coming up in about 15 minutes. We got Will Z coming up later on this hour. And we got James Ham uh, joining us in the final hour-ish of the show or whenever he feels like coming in. Yeah. Uh, what we don't have, though, uh, is De'Aaron Fox in the lineup. Mm. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Lyles uh, out again tonight. Um, I'll start with this. Go to hell, Sham Sharania. Oh man, what Shams? Damn, he play. Yo, he might. He, he may play by the end of the week. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Everyone who watched that Laker game was like, "Ooh, that was tough." He 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 came back, and and as and he as, as he said, it it hadn't 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 tightened up yet. Mm. They hadn't cooled down. And he, he got through as much of the game as he could, wounds up sitting a, most of overtime or p- part of overtime. And then we, you know, see him, you know, kind of really getting helped back to the locker room. In that moment, everyone's thinking, oh, we're probably going to be without De'Aaron for a little bit. Not saying we're going to be without De'Aaron for six months or even six weeks, just probably going to be without De'Aaron a little bit. Mm. And then Shams comes around the next day, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Oh, it's cool. X-rays are negative. He might play by Saturday. Okay, bro. Settle down. Nobody had unrealistic expectations or unreasonable expectations about a De'Aaron Fox return until Shams Sharania tweeted that. To be fair to Shams, I think Mark Spears, the Hall of Famer, said about the same thing. About the same thing. He didn't put a a date on, but they're like, oh, avoided injury. Mild sprain could return soon. Yeah. That's right. He said he could return soon. Sham said Saturday. We was like this, and I think at that point, correct me if I'm wrong, he wouldn't even have missed a game. 
No, he missed the Wednesday game against the Warriors. The Warriors. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's it would have right. been. A, it would have been about a week. Um, it would have been about a week. It, it was. It was plausible. I didn't. I'll put it to you like this. I didn't expect it. I was thinking anywhere between one to two weeks. We're here at two weeks now. Sunday will be two weeks. I think Sunday will be two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And so this is. I mean, they they don't play Sunday. They play Monday versus mm-hmm. Cleveland. So, um. But they're not going to be able to like you, you. It's still a line that you used yesterday. The team against Portland started taking steps to being, you know, they're, they're they're taking steps to getting back to Kings basketball. You could argue whether that that game on um, Wednesday was a perfect dichotomy of Kings basketball, mm-hmm. or if it was a tough, hard fought game that they got to win in. Either way. They took steps, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, you're gonna have to you you're gonna have to take some more steps. You might have to jump a couple too, mm. um, because I'm not sure. You know, we go with the if if we go with Kessler again, like if if we, you know, one thing that dawned on me it was actually this morning listening to the insiders, the Mike's five game increment thing that he's talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's given like Alex Lynn, Kessler Edwards, and depending on circumstances, Keon Ellis, like a five game run here. Because we talked yesterday, would the lineup be different? Would would Mike continue to tinker with the lineup, try to figure things out? And I thought, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Mike might be coaching on vibes right now. Mm. He may be. Hey, who, who's gonna sh- who's 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 gonna show me they got you know. Hart, who's gonna make baskets? Someone, someone's hot hand, someone's hands hot. I'm gonna leave him in. That was Davion, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if his plan is like over the course. Alex Lynn, another case over, over Javale. I wonder if the idea is to go with those guys for a five game stretch with Wednesday beginning being the beginning of that five games. Uh, it could be. I could see that. I could see that. Um, you know, I, I wonder. I've. I don't even know, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I don't even know if he think about five games. He looked at that game Monday and was like, I need something better on Wednesday. And he went with what, like you said, maybe just went on vibes. You know, now – I'm that- kind of sarcastic. I don't think that he did. Like, we joked about this yesterday. I don't think he decided in, like – Halfway through the first quarter, you know what, Kessler, <laughs> get up. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, but no, no, but what I mean, I not that literal. But what I mean was, I don't think this was a grand plan of let's give these guys five games. Oh, okay, I got you. I think it I was you. Monday was nasty. How do we get out of this on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And he looked at some guys and was like, "Let's try them on Wednesday." It may just be Wednesday. You know, yeah. it ain't no five yeah, yeah. game. It yeah, may yeah. just be Wednesday, but the, Wednesday's the only thing that matters right now. Let's try and get a win on Wednesday. Now, after he saw how things played out and how things went down, now he may be able to sit back and say, all right, maybe I can't give them five games. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I should give them five games here to kind of figure them, figure some things out and see see what they can do. So it may, it may have morphed mm-hmm. into that. I feel like – once again, like if Monday didn't happen the way it did, I don't think those guys are getting or, or I don't think those changes are happening. Oh, I you know what I mean? I completely so, agree. So Monday, yeah, completely. Like, I just need to figure out how to do something for uh, Wednesday. So if 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 that Houston, if the second Houston game had been more like the first, do you think there would have been changes? Maybe, maybe because the first one it was because it still it still would have been three losses in a row. Yeah, and I think more more importantly, I think you. I think you had the stat. Someone had the stat. Weren't the Kings like undefeated? Yeah, Will in, Z had it. They were seven and zero last year in the second game of the the mini, the mini series. Yeah, and this one, the streak is over. Cue the Jason Jones photo. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Oh, it's interesting. I I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was the magnitude of the loss, the loss period. Or you know we didn't really talk about this, the inability to respond. Mm. Like you you mm-hmm. you 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 got roughed up, okay, it happens. You battle back, couldn't close, okay, it's all right. How are we gonna respond to that? Yeah, come out. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. 
that 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 could have been a, a a factor too. If the Kings had won Saturday and Monday's game is exactly the same, right? What's different, right? right. And we don't know. Like, and it doesn't. It's all sports hypothetical stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and and it's not even. I know I'm not even saying I don't think you're saying it either. Like it should matter. Like it should be, oh, you won, so don't think about making changes from what you saw on Monday. No, sometimes like that's what coaching is. Yeah. Sometimes you may have a plan and you just don't like the way things are going. Yep. After seeing a game, you're like, ah, I'm a I'ma give this guy a look. You know, that's that's part of it. There's no rule book or handbook to it. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Um, not at all. And uh, Mike's got to figure out the way to get the uh, most out of these guys headed into tonight's game because tonight's game is going to be tough. It's going to be cool to see the different court, the different jerseys, the first ever in-season tournament game mm. for the Sacramento Kings, first ever in-season tournament game uh, at Historic the Golden One moment. Center. This thing's going to be around forever, and we're getting to see the first one. Okay, sure. Uh, it's I, like it's yeah. like seeing the first NBA Finals game. Okay, <laughs> let's go with that. Let's let's go with that. I'm I'm fine. It's Friday, man. Let's run with it. I'm down. Um, but OKC is tough. Uh, they score a lot of points. Good news is uh, they give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So if you're still looking to find your footing as the Sacramento Kings of 2022-2023, well, this might be a good team for you to do that again. You did a, a good job of of hitting some of the defensive averages that Portland gave up. Yeah. All right. Do that again tonight. Hey, there is. You know. You know how I feel. You know, I'm starting to feel some type of way, man. I feel that. Like, you know. Okay. See, a, a heck of a team. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of talent. I was listening to uh, Bomani Jones talk about Chet Holmgren and and Wimby. They're, they're calling it the Skinny Bowl on Tuesday. Oh my goodness. The Skinny Bowl is going down on. He's Tuesday. He's calling it that, or they're calling it that. Two people are calling him. Okay, him and his okay. guests are. I don't, okay. I don't know if it's caught on, but the, the sk- skinny ball one is going down on Tuesday. But okay. they were talking about Chet, how much they love Chet. And and OKC, nice. They nice. Yeah. A little too much respect being paid around here, man. People people acting like they scared of OKC, man. Ooh. The streets. Hey, hey, OKC, come through here tonight, man. Come, come to the Golden One Center, man. I know we ain't got Fox. We still got Sabonis. How you in all these streets? It's, Got my ears to them, man. But you got your I don't ears like to- what I'm hearing, though. People, they were acting like they scared old Casey. Like, oh, man. Oh, no, Fox. Just chuck this one up. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, no. Hell no. First of all, they're coming into the Golden One Center. All right. That's that's turning in to, to a, a major home court advantage. You still got Sabonis. Keegan going to kick out of his little uh, slump tonight. Kevin Herter starting to kick out of his uh, slump. We still got, hey, you, uh, is he on this level? Where we got we got Malik Monk. We got Malik Monk. Like Malik, he could go for thirty. He could. That's all. He could. He could go for thirty. He could go for ten turnovers too. He could. Malik is. Malik, Malik is a roller right coaster. Now, he cooking yeah, right now. Malik. Malik. He, he, like Malik, you know year, where Malik's cooking. Malik's cooking. Malik's cooking as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. That's that's where because we all know Malik can score and mm-hmm. he could do all of that. Malik as a playmaker right now is he's locked in. He's finding every center the Kings have at the rim. Mm. Every, every single one of them. Um so yeah, that absolutely matters. Yeah, it does. But I'm just saying don't be scared out there today, man, Kings fans. Don't, don't be think, scared, man. Don't think nobody you got respect for for OKC for sure cuz that's a good team. But don't conceive this as some kind of loss. That's what that's. I think that's what I'm seeing. People just conceding it. Oh, no, who Fox. are these people? Tell, they're out there. They're out there. I wouldn't say it unless I've seen it. Yeah, but you be seeing some weird stuff sometimes. Maybe in these uh, King Streets, man. Oh, they, hey, they could, They might be listening right now. Hey, SGA, coming in to go to one center, bro. I don't think SGA is listening right now. Chet, we coming for you. Uh, no, careful, careful. We'll come back. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Matson's going to join us. Um, <laughs> Kyle Matson, of course, of the Insiders, 10 to 12 here on ESPN 1320, brought to you by our friends over at Jiffy Loop. Uh, he's going to come in. He'll join us. We'll talk Kings basketball. We'll talk Kings OKC. Uh, and we'll talk to San Francisco 49ers as they're back mm. on the field uh, this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It looks like Trent Williams is progressing towards playing. I think that's a huge deal uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. In his absence, I think, has been 
kind of underplayed. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, De'Aaron missing games for the Sacramento Kings, what that means. All these guys need to step up. All these guys need to do this. You said yesterday, why are we acting like De'Aaron Fox missing isn't a big deal? I kind of feel like we were doing that with Trent Williams. Trent mm-hmm. Williams missing is a big deal. We'll talk about all that stuff when Kyle Matson joins us next here on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. FBNX Suns Court got a lot of color. Wow. My goodness. I'm all My for goodness. it, man. I'm all for it. It don't bother me. No, nah, it's just, it's, it's it, admittedly, like, it's a little, not jar, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, because basketball courts are pretty universal and, for the most part, mm-hmm. like kind of plain. Yeah, you know, you know what I I thought about the other day, and why maybe it doesn't affect me as much. The the court where my son plays his uh, his travel ball team, it's a black court. Like it's mm. it's already so I've been seeing that for the last two years, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why it's just like I see all these you know uh, shaded courts already. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Ah, Whatever. It's not as jarring, I guess. Because I remember when I first saw that, I was like, oh, damn, black court, that's a little different or whatever. But I guess maybe I'm now I'm used to it. Whatever. I'll never get used to uh, to the heat one, though, with the paragraphs. In the paint. No? Never going to get used to that. Got to read as you watch Bam out of bio in the key. <laughs> hold on. Hey, Is that hey, Shakespeare? Give me the rock. Give me the rock. Give me the... Hold on. Let me read this real quick. What? Get out of here, heat. Imagine Seems- Bam. Had a bio dunking on someone. Read that. Read that right there. Remember? Tim steps on the court and looks and they're like, wait, this is the toughest, nastiest, grittiest team in the NBA. I'm done. I'm out. It's over. Remember the uh, the camera that was in the key? That was on the floor. The camera. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom Tolver used to always, he was, back when he was calling the games and they had the, the camera like, in the court, in the oh, paint, oh, 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 and it would yeah, yeah. almost go up these yeah, guys' yeah. shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we talk about real stuff, on the TV just now, they had a bunch of Lakers trade possibilities so they could trade for a third star, and they listed Austin Reeves under trade chip. Wasn't Austin <laughs> Reeves their third star like three days ago? That's That's what we were led to believe. To be, Shocking that that's not working out. So who could have foreseen that? I don't know what he stinks. I don't know who. Well, he doesn't stink. He stinks. Oh my! Uh, I don't know what uh, who started this, but I think Big Perk yesterday was talking about they need a third star, and everybody's like, "Oh, I thought you said Austin Reeves was there." And he's like, "We Austin Reeves told us he was the third star. He ain't looking like he's him. He said he was him. He ain't looking like he's him. He they need that. a third star." He did say he, he was stinks. Him. While on the floor with LeBron James, he said, "I'm said, I'm him." Exactly what he sounded like in the moment. Like. He was cooking. Though. I remember that game. I, I do love. Do the Lakers need a third star next to LeBron and Anthony Davis? I love that so much. Does LeBron need more help? <laughs> I love that. All so I heard, much. all I heard, all offseason from Laker fan was, "Oh, Jackson Hayes and and Rui Hachimura and Gabe Vincent. Oh, this is the best team they've ever had around LeBron." They they Jeez. look tough right now in yeah, a bad way. They don't way. look good. 
Yeah, they don't look. And good I don't at all. know where it changes. I, I mean, maybe Rui. I know they talk about Jared Vanderbilt, good defender, really good defender, but he can't shoot. Yeah, he can get played off the court. I don't know. I don't know. Where you know what the funny thing is? I don't think Van because all of the talk last year. I don't know if Vanderbilt would play if he was here. Yeah, or, no, or maybe he, he maybe he would. He might, yeah, he might. Maybe he play. would, but Kessler wouldn't be here. Like you can't right. have a bunch of guys who can't score on the floor at the same time. And but, I don't think Vanderbilt is playing at the end of the games. No, no, you don't yeah. have to guard him. Right, you're playing four on five. And that's just not gonna. That's not gonna play. What's your vibes for tonight? Not great. See, see what I'm saying. You hear the streets. You hear the streets. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking streets. about. That's Kyle. Kyle in the Kyle streets. And hosted it. Well, he is in the, the streets. In the streets. Street cred's on the roof. Yeah, street Come find me at Laurel and Maine. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it's not. This And this isn't even a Kings thing. I think I picked Oklahoma City to be like the third seed in the West this year. Mm. I'm so high on Oklahoma City. I think they are incredible. And when you don't have a De'Aaron Fox going against Oklahoma City, that's tough. That's really, really tough. It has nothing to do with how the Kings have been playing. It has nothing to do with Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. This is just, even if De'Aaron was playing, this would be a really, really tough matchup. All I can see is they, they're super talented. They're very Super good. talented, man. And and I'm anxious to see Chet, you know, in, in person and see what he looks like. He he looks special. If I was saying this on, on the Insiders with James, if Wemby wasn't in the league right now, we'd be talking about Chet Holmgren like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, he is that dude. You know, and and here I go giving him you know all this praise, but I'm not no hater. One one thing about Wimby, I look at him and he's seven four. It's gonna be his league. There's almost an aspect of it that that's not fun. Like I could see this not being fun. Like oh, this guy's bigger than everybody. Like yeah, he should win. Like it's not the same as like LeBron or Steph or something like that. It's like oh my gosh, this is crazy. Or Steph is going against LeBron. Is he going to be able to? Wimby can get to the point where it's not going to be fun. You didn't think that about LeBron? I used to watch LeBron. Like me. I used to watch LeBron. Like this, this just isn't fair. No, because there was still yeah, that, a that struggle. Peak Miami LeBron yeah. was just not a thing. There, there, but there was still a struggle, right? Like he still, you could still put Kawhi on him, and it's like, damn, like JJ Barea. Well, that was not a good look for my man LeBron. Bron. <laughs> but you could put. You can match him up with Kawhi and be like, oh, this is a good little matchup. Mm-hmm. Who were you matching up with Vic? Now I say all this Chet to Holmgren. say, I say all this to yeah. say, bull, I bull. felt that you way. You ain't heard, it's bull bull. <laughs> I felt that way sometimes thinking about Wimby, and then I think about Chet. And I'm like, I this could be the matchup. This could be the one mm-hmm. where, you know, OKC specifically as a team and Chet Holmgren specifically as a player could be the team that like kind of, Says, ah, nah, Wimby, you're not winning five mm-hmm. in a row. Like, mm-hmm. we're here. And that's why I'm so anxious to see. Five titles in a row? Yeah, I'm just being hypothetical. Oh. Like, he, like Wimby, like at 7-4, he's hitting threes. He's scoring 40 points in his fourth game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's, it could get real spooky with Wimby right now. Like, who, once it's again, gonna, who going to stop this guy? It's going to be super interesting because the league spent so long trying to get small and trying to figure out how you hang with a small ball lineup that can shoot and spread the floor. Mm. And now it's if it's Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren and and Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and Demonis Sabonis, and it's all these big dudes, I think there's there's going to start being a shift to how do we stop these guys? Because I think that might be that might be kind of the problem going forward. And that's where I bring it all the way around with a guy like Chet because I'm sitting here sometimes like, who's going to stop Victor Wembanyama? The guy doesn't have to jump to dunk. He's and he's hitting threes. He he got a jump shot. He's leaving like, the break. He got well, <laughs> exactly. He got that. He's doing the uh the the dribble between other people's legs. Like he got a handle. Got oh Kevin Durant put him on him. He out there looking like JJ Barrett. Like who gonna stop him? And then that's when I think, mm, Chad Holmgren. Mm. I love. I can't wait for Skinny Ball. I can't wait for Skinny Ball. And they don't they ain't really like Can, friends like that. They got a little something going oh, on. Definitely. I like that. I like that. Two tall, skinny guys who can do virtually everything on the floor are gonna have beef. Like they're not gonna <laughs> oh, be for sure. like they're, 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 there's too many similarities. Yeah. Them and they've friends. also both got a little edge to them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. That's what made me like Chet. At yeah. first yes. I was like, I don't get this Chet and then the you know, I started watching his drafts. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then we determined he definitely got a girl named like Felicia. I was just like about to say. Absolutely. I'm checking. I'm checking. He going to be at Tiger tonight. I'm, I'm trying to see. Yeah, that's not a back-to-back. They're in Phoenix on Sunday. They might stick around. Yeah, check. Hey. Gonna, yeah, check. Hey, you might want to pull up hey, Tiger check, tonight. Check, check going to be at hey. Tiger tonight. We're going to get thrown off our table. Hey, sorry, guys. Chet here. Chet's here. Y'all got to. Y'all got to go. Hey, Chet is here, and he got a gang of them with him. Get out. He's the, he's the only person in the universe where if you get kicked off your table because of him, it's okay that his name is Chet. Any other Facts. dude, any other dude named Chet is in a Patagonia. Hey, Abs, I'm not getting up for district. a dude named Chet. Like, absolutely like, not. Nobody in the world except Holmgren named Chet has mm-hmm. hands. One time uh, I was in well, – it's coin-op now, but it used to be something else. I was in it when it was I was in the spot when it was something else and uh Dikembe Mutombo came through with like <coughs> six. Mm. <laughs> I was like, what? Six what? Six women with them. Oh. Six coin. He was at coin out. <laughs> yeah, that's you what I was gonna that. say. Six dollars? Yeah. He came through with like six. I did it more than I that. said, yo, what's this guy doing? <laughs> I walked what's this? out with six. No, 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 no. <laughs> He said, what's this guy doing? Probably like six. <laughs> Triple double. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Chet, Chet is, I'm anxious to see him tonight. Make you sure hate the him. in-season tournament, right? No. No, you can, I ju- you can no, admit it. No, I had a 180. You can admit it. Because on your show last week, this you very show, yeah. you know, this very show, it re- maybe about this time. This moment. I said, I'm out. I don't care. <laughs> Couldn't care less. The The Warriors played the Thunder that night. Could have been game seven of the game finals. was fire, yeah. bro. I was just I, I I never cared about anything more in my life. Do you guys think that I'm in. these these players played harder um, last no, week? No, that I think it's a mirage. <clears throat> I think that's projection. A lot of people have said, a lot of people feel that way. Well, I don't know if I necessarily. Play. Someone said, um, I don't remember who it was. Like I I didn't know what was going on, but everybody was really excited. The court was different. The jerseys were different. Everybody was fired up. It felt different. I don't remember who said that. I think it's a projection, and and Howard Beck was talking about this. I forget what podcast he was on, but Howard Beck was talking about this. I think it was real once, but he said shout like out Logan, yeah, shout out Logan and Roger Bell. But he he said that, and I agree with him that that's just project. Like the games weren't better. People were just paying attention. There are not zero good regular season games in the NBA usually. There's always good games. People just aren't paying attention. People aren't watching. People right. don't care. But now you throw in-season tournament on it, and you throw the court on. Uh, you throw a different court out there. You throw different uniforms out there. Mm-hmm. You make it a big spectacle, and now you've got eyeballs. And people are going, "Oh dang! Right. Look at that! Look at the Bulls out there running! Oh, da- look at that Warriors Thunder game! That, P- that must be the in-season tournament. Like, no, you're just watching. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. You're just right. watching now. Right, like so that. I think that, that was a league pass game too, if I'm not it mistaken. Was, yeah, it was the Warriors Thunder. Game. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, one of those things where oh, these guys they don't they don't care about the the regular season while like ignoring Blazers Kings the other night like look yeah. like they care you know mm-hmm. you know but that's the point like people there's a misnomer that people just don't care and then when they see something different in the games they're actually watching the games mm-hmm. it's a close game it's like oh they was getting after it yeah well we can't get mad at that though if like oh, no, if, I love it <laughs> if we're the ones who are building up a chat. Wemby rivalry, we're we're the same ones building up the in season tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NBA is helping a lot. Oh man, they, with building up the in season yeah, tournament, there's Richard Jefferson again <laughs> explaining <laughs> it hey, for people who hey, don't understand. Looking ridiculous to, in think, his stupid ass button down shirt. He had it all the way buttoned up for sure, and they were like, "Richard, undo a button." He's like, <laughs> no, "Is this too many Cap. buttons?" When he did the the. The, whatever the main show is, it count is he on countdown? He might whatever be main countdown. show he's on. Yeah, yeah, he was he, on countdown. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he fixed is, it. Is my man this a three button his, max guy? This is no. This is his day. This is his day NBA <laughs> show gimmick. Is he okay. he does the buttons and the stupid? That's his casual. Friday he just look. doesn't wear clothes good. That's what it comes down to. But he yeah. should like he's tall. He's built like you shouldn't look that bad in clothing. Is he sometimes, swaggerless? But sometimes it's just yeah. Sometimes it's just a say it a, again. An aura. Is he swaggerless? Yes, that, I think that's it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a swagger. It's an aura that you have. He don't have it. He don't. He just doesn't have it. Weird. Like he could have the the best tailor in the world, the best suit in the world. I just don't think he has that that aura. About yeah, him. I can confirm he has neither of those. You know who he does? does not have either of those. Mike Wilbon. Look at Mike Wilbon. Mike Wilbon with us. 
Lot yeah, my yeah, a big Kings is. guy. Yeah, a lot of Kings, but Wouldn't, um, I, yeah, Harden just changes his turtleneck underneath. He wears <laughs> yeah. he's got the same jacket. He just put a different turtleneck on. Turns out Mike Wilbon doesn't do radio hits anymore. Oh. Yeah, I believe that Mike is Mike's up there. Mike's probably sick of all of this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they keep throwing more money at him to do more ESPN shows. He's like, fine. Like I got, I got it's a kid to put through college. Like yeah. whatever, just continue to pay me. Yeah. It's fine. I never. Mike told me the story of when PTI started and how it got rolling, he was working for the Washington Post still. Mm-hmm. He was writing for the Washington Post, and they said, you know, we'd really like you to focus 100% on ESPN. He was like, you, there's, there's nothing you could do to make me do that. Mm. It's like, well, just give us a ballpark. What would it take? Like, you literally have to make me an offer I couldn't refuse. Mm. I said, okay. Came back a week later and made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> and he put in his notice with the post with the idea, with the caveat that he could write occasionally for mm-hmm. them, but didn't like have to work work mm-hmm. for them. And that was like right as PTI. It wasn't when PTI, PTI was already PTI, yeah. Yeah. but it was, you know, it was 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. One of the great shows of all time. Really great show. I mean, he said something like they were expecting like a 0.2 rating or something like that. And he was like, if we pull a 0.2, everyone will be elated. And it was like a 2.1. Oh, man. And yeah. that's, that's, when, that's when the money started flying. And it's, real, man, it's real interesting with that show. Um, it feels like it works for us on the, on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it works on the East Coast. That's like... Five o'clock, yeah. you know, you've already kind of moved on mm-hmm. with the, the day and moving into the night, but it, it worked over there just as, just as well. Oh, listen to this ass-backwards stuff. Uh-oh. Pete Thamel says the Big Ten is expected to discipline Michigan for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation. Mm-hmm. All right, make sure, make sure they do it right. And will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. Mm. He will be allowed to coach during the week. Big Ten, y'all some hoes. Just say it. Y'all some scared. Y'all know Michigan has a incredible opportunity to win the NCAA, uh, to, to win the uh, college football playoff national championship. And y'all scared to put down a real discipline. Just let it go. Y- y- this is not going to appease anyone in the Big Ten. Just drop it. I was reading, they do need to drop it because I was listen i was listening to something about it and essentially they were saying like michigan is lawyered up and they're ready like that whole little letter they made mm-hmm. was also like d- go ahead and do something because we know whatever that you're gonna do is against your bylaws so we're ready <laughs> we're, we're ready we're gonna own the big 10 if you do something different do something crazy that's essentially what it was and Big Ten was just kind of sitting there sheepishly, like, uh, do we call their bluff or whatever? And they're not. They're yeah, not they're calling not. their bluff. And they and they're they not. and they can't do it. Like the small ten. They can't do it because it, it was like the the way they phrased it is they would be going outside of their um, almost like for the jurisdiction. For the, yeah, the jurisdiction. Not even that, but just like. The NCAA has to hand down disciplines. That yeah, and, the, and, the, and if the big if the Big Ten disciplines Michigan for this, and it's like a uh, for like a for the good of the game type clause almost, right? Then Michigan's gonna be like, oh, okay, all right, well, good of the game this situation too. Do the same thing, and the Big Ten would have a hard time justifying not doing it. So to somebody else, and that's I know that's that's a, the still that's a common thought, but like that's not going to work. Like like you can you can go tattle like all you want to, and it's not going to matter. It's like okay, you want us to investigate this, like we will. Where are we going? Provide us with evidence. Send us where we need to go. We'll investigate this. Mm-hmm. This is our ruling. There's one thing I, I I learned this morning. I don't know if it's a Big Ten thing or an NCAA thing because you were talking about oh they got the guy out of there. Mm-hmm. It is explicitly written and again I can't remember if this is Big Ten or NCAA that a head coach is responsible for everyone in their program As he should be. so they are subject to regard Jim Harbaugh didn't know it doesn't matter mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh is you're the head of the responsible yeah, you're the head of the department this is dumb this is absolutely dumb Big Ten are cowards <laughs> they're absolute cowards <laughs> or <laughs> 
They're they, cowards because they know they know Michigan can win the national championship. I think or, they, and all that money that's going to come in for that conference thing. They, they were never going to do anything. This was all a phony-ass so, charade. They were never, ever going to do anything of consequence to Michigan or Jimmy Now, I'll say this, though. Would you? You got you got you like got, what are we doing here? Like what trying to do? make money? Yeah, exactly. So would you? That's right. That's your See, job that's, to that's make the money. Thing. Keep the same energy. If we're talking about making money, stop stop referring to them as student athletes. Then because that's not what oh, we're well, talking we know, about. We, we this know is, they, they crazy. This they is know, yeah. This we know is the all about yeah. We know that. Then just rip the bandaid off and call it a business. Say what it is. And lose out on all that money. Exactly. <laughs> There's no way they were going to lose out on that money. If if Michigan was five and five, uh-huh. Harbaugh would be sitting his ass at home. And and all, but and and I agree with you. All I'm saying is, would you? We like to have the moral high ground when 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 the money ain't on the line for us. I ain't gonna lie. If it, if it was Ohio problem, State, but, I'm not gonna sit up here as the Big Ten commissioner and say, yeah, I'm I'm kicking Ohio State out of it. No. But but here's the problem. Like, and this this is what's kind of. It's an inf- it's it's it, there's I think there's multiple things at play. The problem is it, it doesn't all pertain to the Big Ten. Some mm. of it is more the NCAA. This is like their third thing. Mm. They've had like two or three recruiting violations. Well, that's why he couldn't coach the first. Well, that's games. that's what I mean. It's like yeah. the, these these instances with Jim Harbaugh are starting to pile up a little bit. These instances with Michigan are starting to pile up a little bit. I would have, I, I I don't know what I would have done. I, I, I just – how big is the infraction? I know why the rule is in place. I know why the, the, the in-person scouting rule is in place. Mm-hmm. Michigan got money. Ohio State got money. Happy Valley, they got money. Akron, Akron can't send a scout with super spy espionage glasses mm-hmm. to sidelines to watch these other schools in person. I understand by, why the rule is in place. I understand why the video rule is in place. But if y'all didn't act on a recruiting violation, which is like the ultimate no-no in in yeah. in, in mm-hmm. college sports, you weren't gonna do anything with this. This just got built up because Michigan's really, really good, and the Big Ten is pissed off about it. Honestly, the be the be. Completely- I'm sorry, the Big Ten coaches are pissed yeah. off about it. <laughs> Rats and cheaters themselves. That's facts. a whole other story. It's absolutely but facts. What I would have done if I was the Big Ten is I would have suspended Harbaugh, which is kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. I. And, and, and now, you know and now you get into the slippery slope too because maybe you can say they benefited from it, but I don't know if I would have punished those those players and those kids for for something that those coaches were doing. Mm. The, the The problem with the suspension is they could have got an injunction. Mm. They could have found a friendly judge in Michigan. Hey, we we need a we need a we need to stay on this execution here. Mm. We want to fight this. Okay. And what do you got to get through? The next two months? Mm. That's all you got to get through. Because we know the NCAA's investigation ain't going to be done until probably 2030. Right. Harbaugh might not be with us anymore by the time this investigation is over. Right. It's definitely not going to be what you got. But you guys you guys see what I'm saying? No, like I didn't mean Michigan. I meant with us. He might, oh, he, he, <laughs> it'd be so far down the line. It would be, be at uh, Jim Harbaugh's funeral. So the NCAA just announced. <laughs> but you guys see what I'm saying? Like we, uh, maybe, maybe they benefited from it, but there's no knowledge. These kids knew anything. That was no, I got, on. I got you. And to, to take away their season and their hopes of winning a national right. championship. I don't know if I do that. I would have, I'd have no problem with like a hard line stance or Harbaugh. Like you're suspended. Like you can't coach, mm-hmm. you you got to go, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have took wins away from. from nah, I wouldn't have done that to the to. I wouldn't have taken the wins away from the illegally recruited kids either. Maybe, um, maybe <laughs> they just know that having Jim Harbaugh as their coach means they won't win a national title. Well, there's there's that, but man, this like, how many big team, games he won? <laughs> boy, the but I can't tell you how hard the Big Ten is rooting for Ohio State to beat Michigan in a couple <laughs> weeks because that will be the dominant story headed into the college football playoff. Yeah. If 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 that game goes the way I think it might won't happen either I don't think it, it will happen. I don't think it will we're we gonna be I, hoisting that trophy talking think, about sign this yeah Michigan is the best team in football man um and Trent Williams is one of the best football players on the planet start the clock Jesse and 
Three, get, get about two minutes on the 49ers. I, over, I set the over under three and a half minutes on the Niners. <laughs> the thing is, you're not really a guest anymore. Like, you, we're just kind of hanging out. That's the nicest thing you've Part ever said to me. Yeah, you're, just, you're just with us. Like, I'm just here to vibe. Yeah. Um, it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big time. It's a big game. Have we, have we not given, like, the proper, like, Trent Williams out of that lineup to me feels like a bigger deal than maybe we gave it credit for. Who is we? Well, right. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel say, like it's been yeah. Brock Purdy or or Kyle Shanahan or yeah. this is wrong. Or or God, Steve Wilkes needs to get out of the booth. It's like That's crazy. guys are playing without one of the best players at his position ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's this domino effect. Like pass blocking wise, they've been fine. It's not like Brock Purdy's been under duress and they can't throw the football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've not been able to run. They're in second and third and long. They're putting too much of the onus on Brock Purdy. And he's just not there yet. Maybe he never gets there, but he's certainly not there yet where you feel comfortable with him winning a game with his right arm, and we've seen the result. He's thrown a couple of huge interceptions when they needed him, and that just kind of – I think it all trickles down from Trent Williams' absence. Debo Samuel, obviously an important player, but to me the offensive struggles come from from Trent Williams being out. But that has nothing to do with the reason they can't get stops on the other end. Sure. No, no. Sure. That, that's that's got to be That's because Steve Wilkes is in the booth. Yeah. That's it. Let's see what happens when he's there. <laughs> in, in theory, I, though. So, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think so. The Steve Wilkes booth thing is just an adjustment that they can make now. And I'm sure that they taught. This wasn't just them going, uh, let's try this and see what happens. Like there was a discussion about what's going wrong, what's going right, like what's working, what's not. And some of the things that weren't working, they think can be remedied by him being on the field, mm. and that like that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they still have to cover. Mm-hmm. They still have to figure out how to get quarterbacks on the ground. Stop they, the run. They still have to figure out how to tackle. Yeah. They missed twenty two tackles the last two weeks. Mm. Steve Wilkes being on the sideline is not going to change that. Yeah. So they have they have so many other issues to to fix that are not having to do with Steve Wilkes being on the field. Hey guys, coaches down here, let's not miss these tackles. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to look them in the coach, eye. Yeah, we, we got yeah, we got, Coach we, on the sidelines is good. Dial coach, back in. Coach is glaring at us. We can't miss <laughs> these tackles anymore. I was talking to an unnamed podcaster that I podcast with. Who? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um so I was, t- I was talking to Benedict him. Peterman. <laughs> and he uh, potential we'll talk anyways. Um, so we were talking about, and he, he mentioned, he goes, well, Steve Wilkes has been on the sideline before, like as a, as a coordinator and as a head coach. So this isn't foreign to him. Mm. And I loved the idea of Steve Wilkes getting to the sideline and being like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Why are all these people here? Oh my God. Just having no idea how to operate on a sideline. It's too much. It's Kyle Matson, the insiders brought to you by Jiffy Loop. You can catch him 10 AM to 12 PM here on, go ahead. Do you want to, do you want to give us the time? time How how much time? what, What, what was it? We hit the under. We got the two minutes and 50 seconds. It was wow. set at three and a half minutes. I took the over. That's a great line by me. Mm. This is a good job. Thanks. It was a good job. <laughs> the Michigan yeah. story really took it over, I feel. Hey, dude, I was letting him roll. I was like, we got this. <laughs> wow, we were we were we were sabotaged. These two were the producers, <laughs> the producers were working in collusion <laughs> against us. Uh we'll come back. Will Z joins us. Uh we'll preview this game tonight against the Oklahoma City by the numbers when Will Z joins us here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. First hour rolls along. Back here with our numbers man, Will Z, willzstats.com. We were just talking to Will about keeping separate in-season tournament numbers and who would be the at the at the at the at the end of the tournament, who's who's going to be the all time leading in season tournament scorer? Wimby, <laughs> might be. Right now, it's uh, Jalen Brunson, forty five. Wow. Tell you that. That's an easy. So you you were looking at. So you said there's a playing tab. Is there an in season tournament tab? There is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and that's that's one of Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but those are weird because they must get counted twice. So there's some sort of different. Uh, differentiator between regular season and in-season tournament. Anyway, that's just the whole, like, my data mind going on. But, mm. yeah. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about tonight's game? Um, Kenny's mad that people are giving the Oklahoma City Thunder too much respect. Kyle says he doesn't feel great about this game tonight. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox is unavailable. This is a team uh, that scores about 118 points per game. <clears throat> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, everyone loves OKC, 
Like they're just like the media darlings that it feels like the Kings should have been last year and weren't. So I feel like maybe Kings fans have a little bit of resentment towards that. But in terms of like the matchup itself, it's going to be tough. But there's definitely, I don't see it as a game that the Kings can't win, even without Fox. And there's some reasons in the numbers that I'll get to. But, I mean, OKC, they can score a lot, but their defense isn't great. The interesting thing about their defense is it's pretty good, but it's their rebounding that's so bad. And again, I'll get into the those numbers a little bit later in some more detail. But if the Kings can just keep it close, I think they should be able to kind of sneak through this one even without Fox. And history says, sorry, uh, the, the the early history of this season, Will says, like that probably will be the case, right? If I if if if, if my numbers are right. The Oklahoma City scores about 118 points per game, and I think they give up like 117. Mm-hmm. So just that version of the math and the Kings' ability on the offensive end, mm-hmm. they should be able to, you know, if, if Oklahoma City is cooking, Kings should be able to cook right along with them. Right. And what OKC does so well, and I wrote about this in the preview article, is they take such good shots from three so they have 39.3 percent from three this year that's second in the nba so far uh to the mavs what they do so well and what we always talk about with the kings and those wide open threes is they focus on just taking those good shots so they get 21.1 wide open threes per game that's fifth most in the league but the number that stands out more than the wide open threes is looking at their tightly contested shots. And that's only 1.1 per game. So like if they're covered beyond the arc, they just don't shoot. Hmm. They'll drive to the rim, get to the free throw line, like do something else rather than take a contested three. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting for sure. Um, Defensively, I'm kind of surprised that they're not a better defensive team. <clears throat> Um, mm-hmm. They have guys that uh, seem seemingly can defend better. Maybe it's an individual thing. Maybe they don't know the team defense. But w- where is some of the breakdown coming from with them on the defensive end? Uh, it's like I said, I'm surprised Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Chet, all these guys mm-hmm. um, don't make for a better defensive team uh, at this point. Yeah, and that's where we get into the rebounding. It's they. I was looking at their splits for defending like each area of the court and they do a good job. There's not like a spot where they give up a high percentage, but they are not a good rebounding team. So to throw some numbers at you real quick, um, they average 41.8 rebounds per game. That's 25th in the league and only 7.5 offensive rebounds. That's last. They allow 46.9 rebounds, sixth most and give up 14.4 offensive rebounds per game, which is most in the league. So what teams are doing against the Thunder, and I think why OKC's defense isn't really showing on the numbers as good as it is, is those second chance points Mm. where OKC gives up 17.4 per game, fourth most in the league. So they're getting the initial stop, but they can't get the rebound to finish the possession, and teams are really taking advantage of that. And that's where I think the Kings, if they want to keep this close, have to win that battle and get a lot of second chance points tonight coming off of a game in which they just had 26. What Domas. Yeah. Yep, exactly. What does does OKC do best? Like what what really leads to their – I think they think we said one eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a is there a strong suit? Is it Chet inside? Is it the three? I think it's a little bit of everything. They do a really good job of uh, scoring on kind of all three levels. Four, if you count the floater area as a separate one from the restricted area. Um, but you've got Shea isn't a great three point shooter. He's at I think thirty two percent, but he's killing it from the mid range yeah, shot right. this year. Crazy. Um, so just like the Kings huh. last year, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yep. Um, just like with the Kings last year, how they would just hit you in so many different ways. <clears throat> the Thunder do the same thing and they can score from the free throw line. They can score from the mid range, uh, just kind of a lot of options on the offensive end. 
that I think they just kind of go to so many different looks throughout a game. I know you talked about like a, a weakness um, for OKC being the rebounding and, and the Kings can look to mm-hmm. exploit that. What's a what's a strength in this matchup that the Kings have that they can look to use against the uh, against OKC? Is it getting open threes in, in their offense, or is it something on the defense? Like, what's what's one of the things that the Kings do really well that they can mm-hmm. exploit OKC with tonight? Another one is the corner threes. So the Kings, the Thunder give up the most corner threes per game. Um, so I don't know if that's a scheme thing or just that they've faced teams where they've gotten a lot of those looks. But OKC is giving up 12.4 corner threes per game. That's the most in the league. And the Kings are taking 9.3 per game, uh, 10th most. It's always one of those shots where I wish the Kings would shoot more of them. They take so many of their threes off the dribble handoff action that are above the break. But if you look at their splits, they're shooting 36.9% from the corners, 31.6% above the break. So if they can get more open looks in the corners, it kind of lends itself with their percentage being higher and the Thunder giving up those looks that can you think that might be an answer that you're looking for. And you tweeted something about Harrison the other day. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a, that's a gold spot for Harrison Barnes. I, he had just hit a corner three against mm-hmm. uh, Portland, and I know you fired that tweet off. Is that sixty four point three percent from the corners? Mm-hmm. Greatest three point shooter of all time, him. right there. Yeah. <laughs> just feed him as many corner looks as possible. Just mm-hmm. however you need to do to get those, just keep them going. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's yeah. do that. Let's knock uh, those let's down do today, too. I know Keegan. So that's to the get, other get thing. A good amount too, like knock mm-hmm. down. It feels like this is a game where, you know, someone who may have struggled offensively or may be struggling offensively uh, is going to have to step up, especially if, or maybe step up is the wrong word. Snap out of it might might be the more mm-hmm. proper term. Obviously, Keegan is the one uh, who who's who's easy to point out in terms of snapping out of it. But <clears throat> maybe Harrison's due. I mean, game one was a long time ago. Maybe he's due. It was forever. Maybe he's due for one of those big games. But if you're going to have guys like, and and this is an assumption, but, you know, Keon Ellis didn't light up the scoreboard. Uh, Kessler Edwards didn't light up the scoreboard. Again, not suggesting that those guys weren't really helpful in what they did when they were on the floor. They absolutely were. But you're you're probably going to need some buckets Mm -hmm. to go along with that defense uh, to beat this team. And that's how it feels to me, too, is – I don't think they're going to win with the offensive output they had against Portland. Uh, I know that they kind of lived at the line that game, but the odds of getting 30, what, 34 free throws or something like that mm-hmm. in a game, I just don't see that happening again. So you can't have multiple players missing high volumes of three. Again, duh, you got to make your threes. But it does kind of seem like one of those games where if the Kings don't make their threes, even if they do get a bunch of second chance points, I don't know if they'll be able to keep up. And will you said this OKC is the second best three point shooting team in the league mm-hmm. by percentage. But that but also goes. They're going to be they're they going to be flying today. Well, them three is going to yeah. be flying today. Well, that but that also goes to what he talked about, where they only take wide open threes. Like mm-hmm. that's it. They're they're sitting at thirty one point five attempts per game. Uh, so that's 22nd. So if you look at, in terms of made threes per game, they're at 12.4. That's 16th in the league. Mm. So even if they shoot 40% from three, if they're not taking that many, that kind of leaves an avenue for the Kings to keep up. Mm. Uh, so it's, again, one of those things where it's volume versus percentage, and the more you shoot, the more you make. Yeah. All that uh- analytical stuff that can get really complicated <laughs> real quick. wonder when Chet's going to hit Domas in the head. Oh, really? Oh. Early, first quarter? Yeah. That's how you start the game. Anybody, well, everybody start the game. That's what jump you do. ball, just his elbow just drops a people's smack elbow the on the top of his head. That's what happens. I hey. can't wait to see Chet guard Domas. Like, <clears throat> it seems like one of those matchups where, like, do we want to just feed Domas in the post, <clears throat> like, three or four times early on to test it out? We? Uh, I do. Seems, I'll do it. I know. I do, too. Yeah, I'll do it. Did um? Did you see any – what did you see from this team, I should ask you, on Wednesday mm-hmm. offensively that 
was different, you know, by the numbers? Was the, was the mm-hmm. pace higher? Did, did, did they get up more threes? Like, what did they look any different to you than they did in that road trip uh, on, on uh, Wednesday? Yeah, to me, they just looked, just going solely off of eye test, it looked like they had more intensity early on in the shot clock trying to actively push the ball which is just something we haven't seen much of. And I know we've talked a bunch about it. Um, the numbers show 18 fast break points. That was their highest, their season high. So it looked like they were actively working in that aspect of the game. And it showed just watching it. Um, and then just the way they were attacking the rim all night uh, with Davion and Monk and getting to the line in a heavy free throw game. That's where... You have to be able to do things like that, in my opinion, if you're not hitting your threes, because mm-hmm. you're just relying on those late shot clock threes and not getting those other easier looks, it's going to be tough. But if I want to look real quick what like there was a, doing in terms of fast break. It seemed like there was a big emphasis um, either, you know, just doing it on his own or Mike Brown and the coaching staff was telling him for Davion to get those paint touches. Mm. Get a foot in the mm-hmm. paint every single time you touch the basketball. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was relentless with that on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it helped that the three was falling for him. Yeah. Yeah. So OKC gives up 13.6 fast break points per game. Um, that's bottom the 20th in the league. So 20th least, 20th most. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, sometimes I flip those two around. But it's not like, oh, even with Chet in there, it's not like the Thunder are a dominant paint defensive team. Uh, they still give up. What are opponents shooting in the paint? Uh, 63.6% in the rim. That's middle of the pack. So you can get inside against this team. Chet is daunting because he's so tall and he gets the blocks. But I don't think it's out of the question to think along the same lines as the trailblazers, like get into the paint, force them to contest shots and either make them get into the free throw line. Can you get Chet in foul trouble? Some options inside, I think. Do we see Chet and Alex or Chet and JaVale? Or do we just not see those together at all tonight? I like Alex. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I, I think if I see Alex live. I I think so too. I don't know. Just the thought of JaVale and Chet, I think. I don't know. That's some good stuff. I like right JaVel McGee. I, don't I know do, man. Say. I ain't gonna lie. That, that has a lot to do with how I feel about uh, <laughs> the playing time. I want to see. Yeah, yeah, I like JaVel out there, yeah. but I really like uh, Alex Lynn too. Like I yeah, said yeah. yesterday, it feels like He's... Alex Lynn always is at the very least solid. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, I'm some, a big some... Alex Lynn guy. That's a whole. I could talk for like 20 minutes on this and why I think Alex Lynn is maybe the better backup option, but. I need to write down that Ashanti lyric for some of our friends. They're oh. having a tough, <laughs> tough time with that line. Um, hey, great stuff, Will. We appreciate you, my man. We will be tapped in uh, today to see what you throw at us uh, as the Kings uh, play the Thunder in the inaugural preseason, uh, in-season tournament, excuse me, uh, first ever at the Golden One Center. Uh, thanks, Will. All right. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. That's our man, Will Z. Make sure you go, make sure you go to Will Z Stats. Uh, dot com. Check out all of his previews uh, and become a Patreon subscriber over there because he drops some really good stuff. He drops really, really good stuff uh, on Patreon. You're listening to D-Lo and Kate Plus. It supports Will, who literally works for everyone for free. Yeah. Except his job. Show my man some love. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.